Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, we were having a conversation last time basically saying that it's okay to question things within our faith because part of that questioning thing is where we actually learn what is real and that's how we learn that this is the direction that we ought to go. So in the scientific world, as you mentioned in the last episode, we're able to devise experiments to be able to test what is the actual strength of gravity, what is the numbers behind it, and we can prove that and verify it, and that's how that becomes a scientific fact. But for things such as faith that we can't you know, concrete put numbers to, we're able to test it through certain thought experiments and actions. And then one of the other examples you gave was, well, how did anyone know Moses was real? Like, what was he talking about? Did it work? So they started to test it. They found it wasn't better to covet each other's wives and goods and steal from each other. And it definitely wasn't better to start killing people you disagreed with. So with that being said, we were able to see in a large context by testing it. Uh, presumably, those things were going on before the Ten Commandments, and we were able to see a change thereafter. And we kind of are able to see this in various parts of our lives growing up and going through emotions. You know, if I want to test something by finding out what someone likes, I might add more salt to something and see if they responded more favorably or not. And he also brought in the other key equation to this, opposed to testing the external, which I just kind of gave some examples of how we can do, but the self-checking of the internal, because there is tendency for each of us to be different. All of us have our own unique personalities that, while are intertwined and have similarities, we're all unique in that regard. You know, some of us will instinctually be able to intellectually grasp a concept and never doubt it again because they're on board. Some people will need to, to, you know, physically do something that will lead them down that road. And some people, someone will just tell them it's good because they trust that person. They will never question it ever. And to get into the specific topic of today's episode, we're going about our faith. So I think that this comes down to how we learn to a certain extent, that there are people out there that were told this by someone that they trusted, maybe a parent, maybe a grandparent in their early childhood, and they instinctually just trust their faith. And we get this notion put into us that it's not okay to question things and just do what you're told. We're, we're basically taught that at a very earlier age. And it's kind of built into the majority of us at our starting young age. Just do what you're told. Don't don't talk back. Don't question. And it can be a direct result to not want to question the most important thing, which is God. You know, there's no bigger authority person than those who actually made you, which is God. <laughs> so... There's a, an unwillingness there. And then we hear some references in the Bible basically saying when Jesus is on top of the temple talking to Satan, you know, don't put your God to the test. I'm not going to fling myself off the top of the temple. And, you know, we hear blessed is those who believe without seeing. And we get kind of this thought of, 
I shouldn't question because of all these things I put into us. But here in our last episode, we just went through a lot of adult realistic reasons why not only is questioning okay, maybe it's something we ought to explore. Because when you question something, you learn the truth behind it and that truth becomes more present and more concrete. And also, it normally becomes a stepping stone to something even greater that you didn't know existed. So, you know, take for instance, if, if you were back before the world of pictures being everywhere and technology, you were just traveling across the country going west to east. And you just got to the Brooklyn Bridge and you're standing at the base of it and it's this big hill that you can't see over the other side. Unless you go across the bridge, you don't know what Manhattan is and you're not able to see what's on the other side. So I think that that's my example is that sometimes by questioning things, you're going across the Brooklyn Bridge and you're seeing so much more that you never could have imagined from being just in rural upstate New York. So with that being said, I want to give you the floor about maybe how and why questioning things with our faith is beneficial and, and how to do it so we can enrich our lives on a deeper and better way. Yeah, so um, exploring, you know, whether it's exploring Manhattan or exploring the uh, the inner world of the, the spiritual life, exploring what it's like to have a a more explicit relationship with God, you know, uh, some of these religious practices, it's like, wow, try, try praying an hour a day. See, see what happens. You know, <laughs> it's a, uh, I recommend it. Um, so, so do all the saints. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty good. You know, uh, what happens if we like try this? What, and uh, there's a nice section Pope, uh, well, uh, Father Joseph Ratzinger, he wrote the book when he was a theologian, I think before he was even a bishop. Um, Pope Benedict, you know, in his early career as a university professor, wrote a book called Introduction to Christianity, which is uh, but by no means an introductory text. Uh, it's it's quite deep and uh, quite rich, but he he tries to revisit a lot of the, uh, the teachings of Christianity from a little different perspective. Uh, a little different perspective that makes it more accessible to our you know modern ears anyway he says one of the things that a believer and an agnostic can have in common is uh, doubt questioning that this is actually something we hold in common uh, the agnostic can't say with absolute certainty that there's no God. The believer can't say with absolute certainty that there is. <laughs> and so we actually meet in the questioning. And and it's that kind of engagement of reality that is uh, that's enriching. And so we can we can explore together. Now, the believer explores from a perspective of believing. I'm going to try this out. I'm going to act as if God exists. You know, it's a way that we can say that. Um, well, can I prove it? No, I can't prove it. But I can act as if God exists. I can act as if Jesus Christ is real. And uh, what happens when I do that? Well, again, there's 2,000 years of Christian history to bear witness to that. So I, I'm by no means walking off a cliff. Um, it's more like going over the Brooklyn Bridge. Other people have gone over it before me, and they you know, even emerge to talk about it. And I can see the impact it had on their lives. 
so I can explore there. And I can explore with an expectation as a believer. I believe there's going to be something over there. And I have a kind of hopeful expectation of what that'll look like. An agnostic may not have that kind of hopeful expectation, but may also have the courage to go over the Brooklyn Bridge. And I might challenge that agnostic to say, what are you afraid of? You know, an agnostic who, who refuses to go over, who refuses to try it. And I say, well, what are you afraid of? You know, watch, I'll go over, you know, let's, let's, uh, so anyway, there's a, there's a nice meeting point there. Maybe the believer and the non-believer have, neither of them have crossed over the bridge, but the believer goes over with a hopeful expectation. The non-believer is not so sure, but should go over anyway. That spirit of exploration, of adventure, of questioning, of, of, uh, no, and that's it's the basis of science too, from a different perspective. Science is generated by questions. If nobody had any questions, we wouldn't discover anything. But it's asking the question: Well, why don't I float? Uh, why why am I my feet stuck on the ground? Why do I fall over? You know, and that leads to the question: Well, I wonder if there's a regular way to understand that. I wonder if there's a regular principle of some force that ties things together. Well, what exactly does it tie together? And based on what, you know? So, well, we, we ask these questions and, and that's really how we grow. Um, and the, the, the growth of scientific knowledge is, is something that keeps uh, expanding. So I don't have to reinvent everything that Newton discovered. I can just take it for granted. I might test it, I might validate it, but I don't have to rediscover it from scratch. I can move on with it. And and that technology, it, it keeps going on from generation to generation and it, and it steadily grows. With faith knowledge and with uh, ethical knowledge, you know, some of these decisions have to be renewed in each generation. I have to decide that I'm going to act this way. I have to decide that I'm going to believe this thing. I have to decide that I'm going to live by this Christian ethic, that I'm going to uh, address God as if he exists, that I'm going to allow the resurrection to uh, make a difference in my life. And, and so it doesn't force itself on us. Now, if you disbelieve in gravity, it doesn't really make a difference. You know, you're going to still stand on the ground and you're still not going to be able to float. If you disbelieve in electromagnetism, it's not going to stop computers from working. You know, you can disbelieve in a lot of things in the physical world that just don't make a difference. But uh, faith reality is not going to force itself on us, at least at this point. Now, you can disbelieve in God, and when you die, there will still be judgment. <laughs> but uh, in this life, you know, God gives us the freedom. He gives us the space to be agnostic, to disbelieve. He gives us the space to discover on our own and to explore by our own free will. He gives us the space to do that because without freedom, there's no love. And ultimately, God doesn't want to impose himself on us. He wants to invite us to a loving response, to a love relationship. And, and that requires the encounter of two freedoms. God is free, but he wants us also to be free. And so the decision to believe in in God is always going to be one that we have to to renew. Uh, every generation, every individual, has to make that faith, that decision for for him or herself. And so, um, explore, test, validate, 
but ultimately, you know, we have to make that decision. Now, as we believe, we can pray like the, uh, whoever it was, the synagogue official who said, I believe, help my unbelief. And that's huge. That's the place really that all of us are in. There are areas that we believe, maybe the majority of the faith, maybe some of the faith, and there are areas that we don't and we struggle with. I believe. I believe in a lot of it. I believe in some of it. There are other things I don't believe in that are hard for me. Help my unbelief. I believe. Help my unbelief. If we can keep it in relationship with God and and speak it to him. I, I think I've shared on this podcast before, but you know, when I became Catholic, um, anyway, I had gone through my whole journey of faith and I made a very concrete decision to believe in God. I, I did not believe in him, or at least I didn't know. And I came to a certain point that through a variety of experiences, kind of my own testing, I came to a point where I said, I believe. I believe that there is a God, that the Bible is descriptive of him, uh, that there's truth there, and, and that Jesus Christ is real. You know, uh, I'm just going to move forward on those on that basis. Uh, I, I, I've been I've had enough evidence to make that step, you know, so I, I did that very concretely. And then I was living that, you know, and move forward. There was a, another point as I was coming into the Catholic Church, I had some people telling me about uh, the Catholics beliefs in, in Mary and that they see her this way and see her that way. And I didn't know a lot about that. Uh, but. I thought, okay, well, that's a that's a valid criticism. I better look into that. So I read a book, uh, Catholicism and Fundamentalism, Carl Keating, who developed Catholic Answers. And uh, I read some of his explanations. And I admit, I didn't understand everything he was saying. I didn't even understand what the issues were. I didn't have the issues. It was somebody else's issues that they shared with me. So I kind of got them. I read the explanations. I could see that he was addressing those issues. And I was satisfied. There's a coherent understanding of this. I'm going to move forward. But as I as I came into the church, I was baptized. Uh, I realized, okay, I need to do something about this. Mary is a really important dimension of, of Catholic teaching and Catholic spirituality, and I, I don't really get it. And so I just said a prayer to, to Mary, to Our Lady, and I said, I don't really understand you, um, but I want to. I know that you're important, so please help me. And then it was amazing over the next year, the number of things that unfolded so that I developed a real relationship with, with Mary. Um, but that's the kind of thing. We, we have to be honest. We can just express these, these uh, disbelief or these questions, these, these struggles. And, uh, and then, you know, God has a way of, of helping us slowly but surely, helping us to mature and, and to deepen our understanding. And that's a, a very important thing that I think that we all ought to consider, that when we think about testing things, you immediately went into the way we should test it is, is to try it, is to enact it, um, the positives, because we know that the positive works. You know, I think so many people think when they hear test it is to go do the opposite, go dive into to the, you know, a world of sin and then you'll see that's bad. So therefore, because you know that's bad, you shouldn't do that. And what and and what I love is that well, that's part of the way some people out there are thinking that no, just go to what you what what the majority of us have already discovered is the better outcome and that way you don't need to go through the 
the the toil of it. Um, but there is, you know, a segment of us out there that need to burn our hand to learn not to touch the stove. And I, I want to basically take a moment here to to remind everyone that that is part of life. You know, a lot of people learn through failure. You know, there is a saying that says failure is the best teacher, and that is part of it. So in essence, one of the things of our faith is, is to forgive, obviously, as someone may have wronged you, and that's part of growing. I mean, that's part of the test here is that does forgiving actually make me feel better? Does being grateful for stuff actually make me feel better? Does, you know, complimenting someone being for a good work improve everything around us? And the answer is yes. And on some level, people will go, well, that's common sense. What does that have to do with anything with you doing a Jesus podcast? Like, what, what does that have to do with anything? It's like, well, at the end of the day, that's kind of the core action points. You know, as as we've said before, the virtues are how you do your actions in real life. You know, do we learn more and try to figure out what it is behind it? And the other part that you articulated about in your learning that I think is very important is you didn't come in with a predetermined outcome. You didn't come into this saying, I need to know... And therefore, if I hear anything that's not going to say where I'm already starting from, I'm going to dismiss it out of hand. I'm going to try to sit down and objectively listen to this and learn from it. And I'm also not going to blindly just put my trust in this either. I'm going to think about this. As he said, you didn't even know what the issues were about Mary. You were coming in as, as a blank slate as you can be, which is great. And I'd like to spend a moment here because I think that this might be a good exercise for all of us is to how to almost become a blank slate again, like an Etch-A-Sketch after we just shake it up after drawing a picture so that we can approach issues of our faith like a child, as Jesus calls us to do. How do we actually go about that process so we can look at it from a different perspective not saying that we're going to throw everything out that we ever learned but to come at it from a new perspective as you said when the pope wrote that book that he all these questions he had already known he was already a priest so he had some background on what it was like about the faith and but he was able to write a book from a new perspective and i'd like to just kind of sit down and and have a conversation about how we can do that because i think in acting that in our lives would be a, a vital and, and a powerful enhancement to each of our lives. So if you have an answer to that, Father, I don't want to put you on the spot with something that, that might not be doable, but if you have an answer, I'd l- certainly like to, to go that direction. Well, I think, uh, you know, I was just thinking about what's the, what's the process by which that happens. And uh, I think part of the process by which that happens is is developing human relationships of trust, you know, and I, I guess I've had the experience that maybe people who were kind of dismissive of the Catholic Church got to know me, you know, and maybe even through our podcast, right? And they and they said, wow, well, he seems like a very reasonable person, and I kind of trust him, and he believes this stuff, and so I'm willing to give it another try, you know? And 
And that sort of shifts us from, uh, I like to call it, a, a hermeneutic is a way of interpreting things, a method of interpretation. So moving from a, a hermeneutic of suspicion, like I, I doubt that's true, prove it, you know, that's, a, that's one attitude, as opposed to a hermeneutic of recognition. Okay, I'm open to believing, or I, I, I believe that might be true, but I don't understand it. Help me to understand it. You know, so there's a, a different a, a shift in that. And I think if we can move at least to a, a hermeneutic of openness, it might be true. <laughs> and uh, I'm willing to kind of put some effort in to discover that. And I'm also, I need to hear something from the outside. I think that's a good place to be. Again, people, why do people have doubts or why do they disbelieve? Um, you know, that comes from a variety of experiences. And I don't think we can just ask people, you know, oh, just just kind of wipe that clean. Uh, because a lot of times those came from certain, you know, well, think of the, the, the sort of horrible situation that we're in, that people who should have represented the faith most fully, priests, uh, abused children. You know, now that wasn't anyway, we can put that all in context, but the, but the fact is that that happened, you know, not every priest and not anyway, but it happened. And so that damages trust. We say, I don't know that I believe that person. I'm going to need some things to help overcome that. Or, or maybe I, I had an understanding. Now, a lot of what happens is people in part of the reason we do this podcast, right? Is that people have this idea about the faith. Oh, you know, well, like this guy that that was confused about the teachings on Mary, he says, you know, Catholics worship Mary. They, you know, they, and I was like, oh, I don't think that's really true. I mean, I know Catholics, and I don't think they're like that far out. Uh, and so, uh, but now he developed that idea for a reason. Now, maybe because some Catholics told him, maybe because he heard it from somewhere else. But um, just developing a hermeneutic of openness uh, that. Well, maybe there's some truth there. <laughs> that's a that's a nice place to be, and then we often have to develop a relationship with people. And I, now, I don't necessarily know personally the the people who listen to this podcast, but hopefully, as they've heard you and me talk over uh, these three years, they've come to a place that they they sort of feel like, um, you know, the we know what we're talking about and we're, we're trustworthy and we're not just trying to like do groupthink and impose uh, brainwashing on people that we really want to engage people at a reasonable level. And we want to encourage people to think and, 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 you know, explore and listen and discover. And we want people to live an abundant life, a life full of, of happiness and joy and uh, peace and, and fulfillment, you know? So, Hopefully that kind of trust develops and it helps people to, to look at things again. And that's what the, uh, the word respect means in English. Respect, speech is to is to look at, like spectacles. We, we look at something and re, do it again. If to respect, if people have enough respect for us, which you know leads them to listen to this, or they have enough respect for the people listening to this, that... Uh, they would be willing to look at something again, look at these teachings again, look at the Catholic faith or Christianity again, look at Jesus Christ again, Have just have that respect. I think that takes us a, a long way in the right direction. Yeah, and that's something that, you know, we all can can certainly do. And if we could, you, you came from the perspective there as someone who is outside of the faith and looking in. 
But for those that are in the faith and, and trying to be active there, how can we kind of do that blank slate to become deeper and further along in our journey of what God wants to reveal to us? Um, yeah, well, I think uh, just just uh, just taking the attitude, looking at things with with a new light, and and sometimes we just don't have questions, you know. I, I guess I'm aware of that too, but but to really look at things, you know, look at any areas in our hearts where we're kind of disagreeing with the church. Sometimes we move too easily into a place of, well, I know it's this, but um, I just don't think so. <laughs> okay, well, um, don't go there too easily. Uh, maybe look at those things again and say, huh, a lot of holy and really intelligent people thought this, believed this. Maybe there's something deeper going on here. Now, I don't say just abandon whatever the objection is or abandon whatever the, the thought we might have is. Uh, I like to hold those in tension. That's part of what helps us to question and to move forward. So not just a matter of abandoning our doubt or our question or, or our different belief. Don't abandon it. But at the same time, respect. Look again at the teaching. Look again at the faith. And and how can I go deeper in that? And for any of the things that we do believe, even if we think that they are in accord with what the church teaches, um, how can I go deeper in that? How can I understand that? A willingness to look at those things again and and say, huh, wonder, you know, I wonder how, uh, yeah, maybe it's in the process of explaining it to people. It's one of the things that's really useful about making the effort to share the faith is we start to realize, why do I believe this? And what does this mean? And you know, we, we start to get an idea of how much deeper we could go into some of these these truths that we believe. So sharing the faith is another uh, really valuable way to do that. And that made me think of something that it was an exercise we had to do while growing up. It's if you truly wanted to understand something, you would say a statement and then you'd have to answer the question why five times in a row. And if you could answer on the fifth one, get an answer to why, um, you would pretty much know your answer assuming of course you didn't come to some type of bedrock truth before the fifth why you know something like god is love and life is the most important thing you can have you know stuff like that um, of course obviously you can dive into those deepers as we've grown up past the third grade thinking process which is probably the last time i've truly done that but that's a way to to, to think things through a little much more and like i said that just kind of came into my head there so with that being said, we hope that everyone enjoyed today's episode and we hope that you'll be with us again here next week. Please, again, we thank everyone for sharing and continuing to do that as we continue to grow. Thank you all. and We'll be with you again next week.